So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Love Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. The show is outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high, you'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude, fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise this coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great simulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. Welcome to Joyce, Barry, and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the Hour to Empower with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log into Joyce Barry and Friends.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. You want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com. Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun, and chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there motivation, inspiration, and an education, positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances, take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle, life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and then you will hear from our wonderful guest today. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best year ever. 
Uh, folks, today is an extraordinary day. We have my dear friend Beverly Nadler, the host of Here's to Your Health Thursdays, every Thursday giving us incredible wisdom about health matters spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally. And I got a call from Beverly saying, Joyce, I'd like to host the show on Friday, and I'd like to interview you. So before I turn the reins over to you, Beverly Nadler, I just wonder, probably our audience is wondering, why do you want to do that? <laughs> because people don't really know what an amazing person you are, Joyce. They know that this is an extraordinary show because it's probably one of the most positive, upbeat, and yet at the same time, truthful, honest show. You, you don't bring things to people just to make them feel good. You bring truth, and yet you find a way always to make it positive. So there's so much background in this amazing woman who is my dear, dear friend for decades that I felt people really, really didn't have to know who you are because it's extraordinarily wonderful when someone listens and they can put all of this information that they understand about you, even if, well, they can't see your face, of course, in your picture, but they can put this together and they understand what a unique person you are. And it just gives me joy. This is one of my most extraordinary shows for me to be able to interview you. Well, I'm really excited about it. Um, I really appreciate that you came up with that idea. I certainly wouldn't have thought of it. Uh, so it sounds like after that introduction, I can hardly wait to find out all about me. <laughs> so, <laughs> go ahead, please. The okay, well, show is yours. First, uh, let me tell you some of the things you already know about you. You know that you were one of, probably one of the first women in, in the world to become a stockbroker, and we're going to ask you to tell us a little more about that later, but just the fact that you did that in a world that was totally a man's world, you made it your own world also. You're an extraordinary personal and professional success coach, and you've been helping people for many decades. You have a huge usual seminar programs you haven't been able to do any recently since you moved to Florida and we're going to talk about that too because you are a basically a New York native but you had some wonderful programs in fact the New York Times called your work hooks for therapy which is really cool and you considered it transformation which is transformation while we're having lots of fun. I had the pleasure of being in your humor workshop and absolutely loved it and can tell people that it does make a difference. I also attended your improv classes in Manhattan that was so cool and so great and, and brought people who you would never think would get up in front of an audience able to do that and able to have fun doing it. And that takes an unusual person to be able to do that. So that's just, it's only part of what you do. One of your favorite things and that you're extraordinary in is, is being able to just motivate and empower people, regardless of whether you're doing it in a coaching situation where people will get extraordinary results and a, and a true change in their life, or you're doing it in the seminar programs that you had and workshops, or whether you're doing it here on this extraordinary radio show that I am so pleased to be a part of every Thursday when I am a guest. You've also appeared on popular television shows, Sally, Jesse, Raphael, 
Joe Franklin, Phil Donahue. Your skills with people were captured in national and international news media, and your diversified business articles are very informative and inspiring, and people should go to your website, just www.joycebarry.com, and find out more about you even after today. They're going to learn a lot, but they're going to find out even more by getting back onto your website. So you are an unusual person. You are my dearest friend, and you now host a very unusual, successful, what we call the number one worldwide radio show. And it's number one because of what it does for people. And we are looking for it to be number one in numbers as soon as possible because the world really needs to hear what you have to say. And so with that, with that... I am going to actually interview Joyce unless Joyce has something to say before I do that. Well, I'm already very touched and moved by that introduction. That's a tough act to follow, Beverly Nadler. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you for that heartwarming introduction, and I'm looking forward to the show, and I can't wait to go back and play it in archives. <laughs> well, I think one of the most unusual things about you, um, which I didn't mention, is the, the contest that you won. Um, that was a Michael Jackson look-alike contest. A white Jewish woman winning a Michael Jackson, who can't sing or dance normally, winning that. So please tell us about that. So we'll start off with a lot of fun. Okay, but first I just want to say, you're right that I can't sing. As my dad would say, I couldn't carry a tune if it wasn't a suitcase. But I do like to think of myself as someone who can dance somewhat. Not enough to be on Dancing with the Stars, but enough to have fun when I go out. I do love dancing. However, I don't moonwalk. I don't look anything at all like Michael, like absolutely nothing. And here's this professional contest with a panel of judges from the radio, from the entertainment media, judging the contest. And who's in this kind of contest? African-Americans, good-looking men, uh, that professional dancers. And we're, we get a number waiting to go on, and they're all looking at me like, what is she doing here? Uh, I must say that it took me two days to get the look together. Uh, by that, I mean I, I borrowed my friend's uh, jacket. Uh, I think it was like a, a, a dungaree kind of jacket. I went out and bought black shiny pants. I got the white socks. I wore the white one white glove. Uh, so I did as much as I can, but oh, think of it as a caricature. I wasn't trying to look like Michael. I was trying to look like a fun version of Michael. I got the black curly wig, had my face professionally done. So I did all those things, but not even on the scale of 1% did I look like Michael or could I dance like Michael. However, uh, I'm very uninhibited. I'm very outrageous. So I had them play bad. I brought the um, CD with me and they played bad, and I danced bad, and I was being very, very outrageous, so outrageous, so uninhibited, uh, that the room was going crazy. They were screaming, literally screaming and laughing. 
so when they took the break to judge the contest, all the people in the contest, the guys, came over to me, and they said, lady, you're something else. Nobody has a chance. The same people that are looking at me and saying, what is she doing here? Well, folks, I won $1,000 first prize in a Michael Jackson lookalike contest. And I just want to make one other point, and that is when they were putting people in the lineup and giving you a number when you go on, I said to them, please let me go last because I promise you after I go, they won't be able to follow me. But the truth is, the real truth is that when I go in these kind of contests and I'm not last, people work 10 times harder to beat me. So I always know to ask to go last. So I was the surprise. <laughs> that is a surprise. And another surprise uh, is you also entered an Ivana Trump uh, lookalike contest. How did you do that? Well, here's Ivana Trump, who I considered one of the classiest women in the world, literally. Extremely classy. I would describe myself as funky and chunky. Uh, but I just, you know, kind of like portrayed her with the kind of things she would say, uh, you know, like to, uh, to Donald kind of remarks, you don't want to, you want to, you don't want to get even, you just want to get rich, stuff like that. And again, I had them laughing and enjoying me, but I didn't win number one. I must admit, I only came in second. <laughs> <laughs> That's still extraordinary. That, that is amazing. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about you and contests later because you have all also an extraordinary stories to tell us about you and uh, winning contests. But let's move on to something else. Beverly, I have first? to interrupt you. Beverly, before you move on, I do have to interrupt you because we have one of your other favorite people here on the line that really wants to say something, and that is your daughter, Dr. Denise Nadler, otherwise known as my favorite singer, Ariana. So she's here. Oh, great. Oh, well, please uh, do join us for whatever time that you have and say a few things, whatever you want to say about this amazing woman. Well, hello there. I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to come on today. You know, you have such an interesting life. And I was reflecting on uh, just, you know, the little stories that you're sharing now. I was reflecting on the first time that I met you, and I think it was a, a, a... a seminar that you had done, a workshop, and I went there with my mom. I can still remember that it was on laughter and fun and play, and I thought, gosh, people really actually come and just play. What a wonderful thing. And um, I don't remember the name of the workshop. It was so long ago, but um, you left a, a real impact on my on me on the, at that time. And I saw how the people who were there were so involved and just enjoying the opportunity to explore and express themselves. And you really brought that out in people way back then, <laughs> and you still do with your radio show today. It's so wonderful. And I just got to say one thing about you, and as I never really look at you like Beverly Nadler's daughter, I look at you as an equal to your mom, like the two of you could be sisters, and I'm so happy that you and I are friends as well. Me too, Joyce. It's uh, wonderful to be able to to know you and uh, be able to have this moment of reflection to see how back then you were just bringing out the light and the joy in people's lives, and you're still doing it with your name, Joyce, 
<laughs> you bring out the joy in other people's lives. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much. Yeah, th- thanks, for, thanks for popping on. I know how busy you are today, but I, I knew you wouldn't want to miss a chance to just say, have something to say about one of our favorite people. So thanks for coming on. Thank you. And I love you too, Denise. Thank you. I love you. Bye. (laughs) That that was that was you know I didn't remember that. I did not remember that she attended one of your events with me. Absolutely. Uh, If you had to ask me, I would have to say I didn't even know that. I remember that we met. I know I was going to talk about something else, but I just want to mention this now. We met at a network marketing event, and it was so long ago, I don't even know which one we met at. Do you recall by any chance? Yes, we met on one that I'm I'm almost sure had to do with dent, affordable dental care. Okay, I remember Cause, that. Because going way back well, when, we were in that one together. Yes, I, would, I think we came in under different people at the time, and it's it's interesting because we do meet people that that are special to us at various events. But of all the people that I've met in network marketing, I could say, and there's a lot because I've had a long career. There's maybe four or five that I've kept in touch with, and of course, one of them became my dearest friend. So yeah, that was that was an extraordinary experience for me. I didn't know all these things about you, of course. I didn't know that you were one of the world's first women stockbrokers. So please tell us a little about that. Yes, indeed, I was one of the first in the world to be a stockbroker, and. Um, Believe it or not, my boss, <laughs> my first boss, the man who had the f- foresight to hire me was Carl Icahn, who today is worth about $16 billion, but I didn't stick around that long uh, to share in any of that, and uh, one of the richest men in the country, maybe in the world. Uh, what happened was when I decided to be a stockbroker and I went on interviews, uh, he had the foresight right away to say, you know, with your personality, you'll get in doors men can't get into. You could get into any door. He just got that out of me. So he loved the idea of having a woman with my kind of personality, and that was my first job on Wall Street, my my first uh, stockbroker position, rather. I did work on Wall Street. Uh, I worked in the research department as an administrative assistant. But when I got in my head that I wanted to move forward and be a stockbroker, despite the fact that women were not stockbrokers, then I started going on interviews. But Carl saw it right away, and I was very successful at it. I had a 16-year career, so that should say something, before I decided to leave it to become a professional success coach and motivational speaker. So I, when I did Wall Street, I love Wall Street, and when I did coach, when I do coaching, which still continues, I love doing that. What made you make that shift, you know, from Wall Street to success coaching, which is very, very different? Although I would say plenty of Wall Streeters could use your success, <laughs> but it, it's a different world. What brought you into that? The shift literally came out of one phone call from our mutual dear friend at the time, Michael Wyman, who has since passed away. And uh, you and I were, and with him, we were very good friends. He it was the most personable, spiritual person I knew. 
And I got a call from him after all these years as a stockbroker, and he said, Joyce, I'll never forget this call because it changed my life. He said, Joyce, you are the most outrageous, fun person I know. You really should be leading classes in fun and humor, that sort of thing. I said, how am I going to do that with a full-time career? And he said, you know you can do anything. Out of that call, typically how I do something, I jump in the pool, then I figure out how to swim. I literally booked the Doral Inn on Lexington Avenue in New York. I had no idea what I was going to do, but I was just so inspired, and I'm very impetuous to do the workshop, which I called Play Shops. All my courses were Play Shops. I, I penned that name. Uh, so I booked the hotel first and then figured it out later, and then Michael was right there with me in my very first one and made that huge impact in my life because my life literally changed as a result of that. But I did not give up my stockbroker's license. I had the security uh, of, you know, making a very good income, and I didn't want to leave it, and I wasn't ready to leave it. So what I did literally for four years, I stayed being a stockbroker during the day, and on nights and weekends, I gave courses and did coaching for four years before I was ready to let go of my stockbroker business and license. Uh, so I did that, and I never looked back, never, never, never looked back. I loved it then when I was doing it, and I love, I certainly love now all the things I'm doing. You have always wanted to make a difference in people's lives. I suppose the question and a statement, because this, what you've done with your coaching and, and with your classes, and what you're doing now, certainly on the radio, is making a huge difference. Was that something that you felt in, inside of you before you even made this transformation to become um, a, a, a fun therapist, so to speak? Yes, it was. Oh, I always had that inside of me, but I just want to share where it came from. And literally, it originated when I was in kindergarten with another life-changing moment that I'll never forget. And this is really true, and I can visualize it like it happened yesterday. Uh, in kindergarten on this particular day, the teacher said, uh, "We in every corner of the room there is something else, so you're going to decide what you want to do today. In this corner, we have finger painting. In this corner, we have crayons for coloring in this corner we have toys and in this corner we have a dollhouse and it was the size of the dollhouse wasn't one that you play with is you go into the dollhouse it was huge with everything inside like a house so I chose the dollhouse and then at the point where the teacher said, all right, go to the corner where what you want to be doing today, go to that corner. So I go inside the dollhouse. I wasn't in there more than a minute or two, literally, when I took the little carriage with the doll inside of it, and I was walking in front of the room. And, and I could see the room like, like yesterday, where I was standing, where the teacher was, all of that. So I'm wheeling the carriage in front of the room. The teacher said, Joyce, where are you going? So I said, I'm going shopping. My goodness, I remember almost every morning my mother would get up in the morning and we and go shopping with us. So I said, I'm going shopping. So the teacher said, Joyce, you said you want to be in the dollhouse and you left it. Therefore, since you left it, I'm taking you out of the dollhouse and go to, and she assigned a different corner of the room. 
in that moment, no kidding, I knew I was smarter than the teacher. In all due respect, she could have said something like, oh, Joyce, it's going, it's raining. It's going to start raining. You have to get back to the dollhouse and played with me. But she actually made me wrong for something I did that I knew wasn't wrong by any stretch of the imagination. That's what my mom did. I'm in a dollhouse. I'm going shopping. So there was a number of things she could have said. Oh, what a great idea, but hurry and finish shopping because it, we're going to have bad weather. Anything like that to play with me. In that moment, I said I'm going to be a teacher. So whatever I do had that element of teaching and coaching because I knew she was off. And it's people like her that give advice, like the one who told uh, um, our friend Elvis Presley uh, that you better stick to being a truck driver, someone high up in entertainment. He said to Elvis, you better stick with that because you can't sing. And the high school coach that told Michael Jordan that you're off the high school basketball team because you're not a good enough basketball player. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. Joyce, that is an incredible story. It is such an inspiring story that you're five years old and you make a decision, I'm going to be a teacher. And you go through various different things in, in your life, but always behind it is that you'll be a teacher who is not going to make people wrong. That's what I Absolutely. get. I oh, never that's, forgot. That's it's so visual because it impacted my life so much so that even as a stockbroker, I always ran classes on options. I specialized in options at the time. I knew, and that was when they didn't have a viable option market, when they weren't traded on the exchanges. There were only like two, three uh, option firms that did options, so I mastered it. Why? Because I said to myself, being a woman stockbroker, why would people want to deal with me? Uh, they don't even believe women should be on Wall Street. I'm going to specialize in something, master it, so they'll have to come to me if they want to participate in that. So even then, I was running all the classes at hotels on, on trading options. I was the one who uh, taught many of the Wall Street leaders about options at a time when it just was starting to get popular, but unlisted, not listed options, which came la years later. So that is <laughs> lots of things that I don't know about you. Uh, that that's really something, and, and it kind of confirms why you're so, shall we say, unconventional, untraditional, in, in a good way, because you realize and recognize how many things are, I'm going to say, committed incorrectly by stric sticking with the the accepted line. You go for something that's outside the box, and and you do it in a way with such strong intention that you make it happen, and that, that's another one of your qualities. And, and that brings me to this other thing that you do that I think is so amazing, your contest. And I'm not talking about Michael Jackson and, and Byron <laughs> Trump. I'm talking about the way you win contests. And I'd love you to tell the story of what it was that inspired you to decide to enter your first contest because that mindset – that happened at that moment has gifted you with a program or a pattern in which you are truly a contest winner. 
Oh, I love contests. It became my hobby from the very first one, and this was why. I was a Wall Street stockbroker at the time, got off the, a, a train at Wall Street Station, and right to my right was a Barracini candy store. I, I don't know that they're in business today, but it was a Barracini candy store, and it said, big sign in the window, come in, enter to win a trip to Puerto Rico, all expenses paid, no obligation to buy. Why that even caught my eye, because I never entered a contest, was because that year I was planning on going to Puerto Rico for my two-week vacation. I already called the travel agent, already gave a deposit, so of course something like that would catch my eye. So I go in, I go over to the counter, and I said to the woman, give me the lucky ticket. I never won anything. Well, within a week, congratulations, you want a trip or two to Puerto Rico. And, folks, you know it's like anything else. When you do something the first time and it's a huge, huge success, of course you're going to be hooked on it. So the only call that was quite uncomfortable to make, I was so excited calling everyone, sharing the joy, the good news. But when I called the travel agent, I said, sir, I can prove to you I'm not just making this up to get out of your reservation, but they're going to pay for everything. I legitimately won it in a contest, and he did refund the money, you know, in good spirits because that was so legitimate. I just want to say the second contest I ever won, I was in the uh, beauty parlor getting my nails done and reading a magazine with the other hand, and it said, win your own wedding and honeymoon. And here, I wasn't even engaged. I wasn't even going with anyone at the time, but I like contests, so I entered that one. I said to myself, if I win the first prize of a wedding and honeymoon, I'll figure it out then what I'm going to do with that prize. But I didn't luckily win first prize. I won the second prize, which was a really expensive set of silverware, really beautiful, expensive set, which to this day is my favorite silverware. That was the second. And since then, there have been countless other contests. Just about all my vacations have been paid for uh, because I win them. But I just have to say that I didn't win the best or most expensive prize of all. My sister did that because we share our love for contests. My sister won a BMW, a brand new BMW. And my sister's not the BMW type. She's much more conservative, so she sold it. Whoa, that is something. Well, that's very inspiring for people who enter contests. I'd say never, ever give up because you could win, which leads me to your favorite quote, which is never, ever give up. And there's an incredible story behind that also. Yeah, I'll come back to that in a moment. I just wanted to say there was one other contest, and that was when we won an all-expense uh, all pay trip to Hawaii to see the Eagles in concert, very hot at the time, backstage passes to, to meet them, and an autographed guitar signed by them, which, by the way, folks, if you know any guitar enthusiasts that love the Eagles, I really do want to put it up for sale. They did autograph it, but I knew at the time I, I wasn't going to keep it because I don't play guitar, so there, if the autographs are there, but it's not autographed to me. So on a new Gibson guitar and a beautiful case, which they autographed in front of me, so if you know people like that, we're in a worldwide show, let me know because I do want to put it up for sale. So the funny thing about that one was my sister asked them, I'm just curious, this is a national contest, how did you choose our name? And he said, in our last contest, uh, a concert, 
he said they brought this barrel of, of names of entry blanks on the stage. The barrel was up to the top with entry blanks. He said, I leaned so far in the barrel, I actually thought I was going to fall in, and he drew our name. So how about that? That uh, about for luck. Well, how could you plan something with literally thousands and thousands of entries for that? He said, "I leaned so far in, I nearly toppled over." So before I talk about never ever give up, uh, I just want to say, always, always, always listen to this radio show. And our very special host today, Beverly Nadler, has the reasons why you should be listening to the show. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day, a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family They'll be so pleased to know, and let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one internet radio show. Beverly, before we swing back to you, uh, we have here Pastor, uh, rather Chaplain, Oscar Smith, a dear friend, uh, that wants to say something. Go ahead, Chap Oscar. Well, I want to say, Joyce, you are always easygoing. I wish you the best. You exceed all expectations, and you do, by far, have the number one radio, blog talk radio show. You are the queen of talk radio globally, Joyce. <laughs> I have to say that just this morning at TheExaminer.com, Oscar wrote an article called Joyce Barry Best Ever Talk Show, and I'm very grateful for that article, Oscar. I really appreciate it. I know people are going to, can't wait to read it. So um, it was a wonderfully uh, supportive, acknowledging uh, article. And I just want you to know that I appreciate people like you that do everything in your power to support me in the show. Well, you're welcome, Joyce. You are always uh, a person, a host with an extraordinarily unique 
perspective. You embrace all people, all kinds of uh, challenges. You are uh, you are the coach's coach, and so I wish you. I've been listening in. I'm going to sit on the side. I wish you the best as you celebrate your fourth anniversary. Oh, thank you. And he mentioned it's our fourth year, and it is, Joyce, Barry, and friends. The first week in June, we'll have a whole anniversary celebration show. But I do want to say I've been on Blog Talk six years, and prior to that, two years co-hosting with three very powerful men. Thank you, Oscar Smith. Really appreciate you. Thank you so much. And I want to thank you also. I really enjoyed what you had to say about Joyce. There, there's so much to this amazing woman. Now tell us, Joyce, about Never Ever Give Up. Well, Never Ever Give Up is one mantra uh, that I really believe in, and I do walk the talk, and anyone that knows me will testify to that. I never, ever give up. Uh, But my favorite story, to drive home the point in a way that any other story can't come quite that close, so let me share it with you all in great detail so you can actually imagine being there with me. So I say never, ever give up, not when the odds are against you, not when there are huge obstacles in the way, and not even when people tell you that you cannot win. Never give up. Losers always lose. Winners always win. Why do the winners win? They never give up. Folks, on my word, this is a true story every word of it. Several years ago, I was hired by a major telephone company to be their executive coach. They were having a weekend conference in Boston with their top executives, and they hired me to run a seminar for about four hours on the afternoon of the first day of this executive conference. I was going to get several thousand dollars for the few hours plus all travel expenses. I got to LaGuardia Airport bright and early. I was a New Yorker at the time. So I got there about an hour and a half before the scheduled flight. I was to meet the company rep at the airport who was taking care of the tickets and would be escorting me. I was feeling great, really looking forward to the seminar and the opportunity to work with these, this powerful company ongoingly. The rep was there, and I came up to him, at which time he went to the ticket window to get our reserved tickets. He gave his name and got his ticket. He gave my name. They had my ticket, and they asked for my ID. I had a lot of IDs on me. I had credit cards, envelopes addressed to me from the phone company confirming our arrangements. I had a bill in my purse with my name on it. None of these pieces of ID were acceptable. They only wanted government-issued ID. Now, please note, this was way before 9-11, and so government ID was never stressed. I was just told to have ID. Once again, After 9-11, we all know how significant it was, but not then. I don't drive, so I don't have a driver's license. I never carry my Social Security card on me. I only take my passport to the airport when I'm leaving the country on vacation. I did not have a government-issued ID, and I might mention that I had no luggage. I did not even have a carry-on. All I had on me was my purse 
and a professional large envelope, which is about the size of a legal pad, and all that was in that envelope was what I needed for the seminar, just the business notes. That was it. This envelope with the company notes and my purse, that was it, not even a carry-on. Well, the airline personnel made it clear they would not let me board the flight. They would not give me my ticket. I begged. I pleaded. I explained this was a very important business opportunity for me. I had to be on that plane. Mind you, this was planned months in advance, months. How many meetings I had with the executives to put everything into place. I showed them what was in my purse. I showed them what was in that envelope, just the legal pad with my notes. The company reps stood there all the time saying nothing. Why? I assume it was because he saw no hope and just gave up. He said nothing. I asked him to verify who I was, and he did that. I explained that I was not informed I needed government ID. I told them I had to be on that plane no matter what. I was a scheduled speaker for the afternoon, the only one that wasn't part of their company. I was an outside consultant, and that this was planned so long ago, they really needed me as an integral part of their overall executive conference. They could not care less. They told me to go home and get my ID and catch a later flight. I explained this was not possible since I would not make it in time. They told me they had strict instructions of making no exceptions. I asked for a supervisor. I got one. Same position. Would not budge. They said the rules were clear and that was it. They apologized, said they felt bad, nothing they could do. I asked for the next level up and they even brought out someone else. I asked for Mr. LaGuardia, not that I know there is such a person, but I said I need the head of the whole airport. I asked for who was in charge of the whole airport. They told me that the number one person was not expected until 8.30 a.m., the time the plane was scheduled to leave. I did not give up. Not for a minute, not for a second, but I must say it was not looking good. Even with my optimism, persistence, and tenacity, it was not looking good. I wrote a note to this person in charge and asked that someone put it on his desk where he would see it the second he got to his desk. I asked that they leave a phone message. I asked that someone stand by his office to catch him the minute he got in. Interestingly, they all agreed to this because they did feel bad, but nobody was willing to step outside the box. I do believe they wanted to help me, but they were just in their little shell there. Rules had to be followed, and they were all unwilling to take responsibility. I looked at them pleadingly and asked if I looked like a terrorist. I was desperate and tried to get past security, even without my ticket. Of course, they stopped me. I had no idea how I would have gotten on the plane without a ticket, but I even tried to get past security. Well, the company rep did leave to go on the plane with instructions from me that I would really appreciate it if they could switch something on their agenda from the next day to today, and I would come the following afternoon to do my part. It was really impossible to get back and forth the same day, given New York traffic and the fact that I was well over an hour away from the airport. The rep was gone. My ticket was prepaid, so all they had to do was hand it to me. The plane was leaving very shortly, as they already called for boarding of that flight. 
I sat there waiting for Mr. Number One Airport Manager to arrive. After what seemed like an eternity, a gentleman came from the direction of the office and walked slowly towards me. I just knew that was the man. Before he even said a word, I got up and said, please, please, sir, you have to let me on that plane, please. Look, check my purse, check this envelope. I was hired by the phone company to do some consulting work, and I cannot mess this up. It is one of the most important consulting assignments I ever got, and that could lead me to so much more. Please, please, sir, I never got on my knees for anyone, but I will for you. I will get on my knees right here, right now, if that is what it takes. He smiled at that and said, run, run, to the designated gate, and he told me he would call ahead to stop the plane, which was already moving out of the runway. Well, you know what, Fox, uh, folks, I did run, and the gate he told me was the wrong one. It was the New York shuttle to Washington. I needed the New York shuttle to Boston. I told the security there to call ahead to the Boston gate. I ran next to that gate. I told them they had to stop that plane, even if they wanted me to ride on the wing. In that instant, they were on the phone with the head man who had obviously just realized it was the Boston flight I needed. Well, you know what, folks? They did stop the plane. It was already moving way out of the runway, and the plane just stopped. The plane stopped for me. When I got on the plane, everyone was looking at me like, who is this celebrity that they would stop a plane for? Everyone was looking at me. I needed the company rep to know I was on board since I had no idea where to go once I got off the plane as he was supposed to be my escort. He certainly was useless as my spokesperson. I was stunned he did not fight for me. He had all his company ID on him. I had him verify who I was, that I was who I said I was, and he did that, but he did not fight for me. He didn't speak up at all. So once I got on board, I announced his name so he would know I was there and asked that he raised his hand so I could find him. Of course, the seat next to him was empty since it was my seat. He was shocked to see me, literally shocked. I asked him why he did not speak up, and he said I thought he thought I had no chance. Well, folks, there is always a chance. There is always a chance when you never, ever give up. And in retrospect, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if I was there with a real man, an optimist, a positive thinker, a man of faith, they would have gone to bat for me. They would have done what real men do, and that is to step up to the plate and get the desire result. And that is live from the unstoppable Joyce Barry, one who believes in miracles and one who never, ever gives up. <laughs> that is an astounding story. But I want to say that the fact that he didn't stand up for you is even more to your credit, because if he did, we could say, oh, well, she had help. What we see in this story, Joyce, is you had no help, at least not from the outside, the miracles, divine intervention, all of that, but nothing from the outside, purely your intention, your persistence, your faith. That's what made it happen, and that is what makes that story extraordinary. And yesterday we had a show called Miracles. Life is a miracle. I was the guest on that show, and I referred specifically, I don't know if you recall, but I said there is a miracle that you're going to be talking about tomorrow. This 
is the miracle. I want people to really get that if there is enough faith, belief, and strong intention, anything can happen. So thank you for that. And I thank you for uh, creating the space and the opportunity for for me to share about me because I'm always so fascinated by my guests. I only have the kind of people that are interesting and enjoyable and articulate. And, you know, people never know who's the person behind the microphone. So thank you for coming up with the idea of having me share my stories with people. I also like you to share two more things. I see the time is going to run out. Unfortunately, we could go on for way longer. But two things specifically. One has to do with your show and how you choose your your um, guests, and the other has to do with the transition that you made. You were in New York your entire life. You couldn't even imagine not living in New York. So if we we, if you can, choose whichever story you prefer to tell us first, but let us know how you made that shift, how you made that chain, how you like being in Florida, how that's changed your life, and also tell us about how you choose the people that you want on your fabulous show. Well, there's a lot of questions within the questions, so just simply stated, uh, I just thought it was time for a change, and like most people, I resist change. I was a New Yorker all my life, couldn't imagine living outside New York, and it just was time to move on, and i got to say, I'm really, really happy I did that. I love waking up in the morning to the birds chirping, overlooking a lake, uh, having a swimming pool half a block uh, right down on my street, a half a block down a swimming pool that it's always heated. Uh, so I love all of that, and it was a wonderful thing I did, and I feel really good about it. Uh, regarding the show, how I choose my guests, uh, what they all have in common is an affable personality, very intelligent with a message and a life lesson. All our shows have a message and a life lesson. And incidentally, how I choose my clients for coaching, since I only do what makes me happy and what I love to do, they're always open, they're honest, uh, they work well with me because they can hear what you have to say. They're non-judgmental. Uh, it's rare that they'll say they don't want to take advice or do something. They're just so open and so willing to change things in their lives. So um, I am very particular about uh, who my friends are, who my guests are, who my clients are. And, Beverly, you fit everything. You match every list of things that I like most about people. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm enjoying this show tremendously, Joyce. I'm here. And wait, before before you proceed, I I just want to say that we have someone waiting a long, long time to speak. And given it's someone that gets up so early in the morning just to hear this show, our mutual friend, the gal you introduced me to, Janice Miller, is here. Hi, Janice. Hi, Beverly. Hi, Joyce. Yes, um, the uh, the little inside clock woke me up early this morning to make sure I would listen into this fabulous show, and you both ladies are doing an amazing job delivering a great story about Joyce's life and what a life it is. I mean, my goodness, all the wonderful <laughs> things you've done. I mean, some of these stories I've heard little dribbles, but animated to the max this morning fabulous fabulous and beverly you're doing a great job of being the host so you you win the award for taking over her position anytime 
<laughs> Never want to do that. <laughs> what would you like? What would you like to specifically share about Joyce? You know the relationship that you have with her, things that you know about her, perhaps that we haven't covered at all. Well, you, I think you've covered a lot. One of the things about her tenacity and never giving up is like, for example, <laughs> I know what she knows I'm going to say already. Like when I she's asked me. Oh, I don't. Okay, I thought you were my No, I have no well, clue. Well, basically, you know, sometimes you've asked me to host your show over the last four years. Um, I've had a couple of occasions where I did it like when you had a, a hip operation, and I I was introduced to doing this, and I never did it before, so I did it for six weeks, I believe, and you thought it was so cool that you thought I could carry on. And again, you didn't realize this was not my hour to empower as far as time. <laughs> and um, so anyway, over the last, I think, month or so, you had something you wanted to attend, which was a health show, and you asked me, and you asked me, and you dropped little subtle hints, and then you dropped the bomb. Like, <laughs> But see, that's why you never give up. So I thought how appropriate that you tell that story. And, and that story is a fabulous story. So... Good for you. And and Joyce is a wonderful lady with a great heart, great tenacity, and highly, highly witty and intelligent. So it's fun to uh, know her, listen to her show every day, and Beverly, you as well, with all your high intelligence. And I know you can sing, and that's why probably your beautiful daughter could sing as well. So great show, ladies. Well, thank you. We're so pleased when you join us. I, I always get a good vibration just from hearing your voice, Janice. So thanks so much for joining us. And My pleasure. And I do, I do also. I always feel good uh, when I hear uh, your voice. I love that you listen a lot. But I just want to, like, just make one clarification here. With Janice, she would love, you know, hosting the show, being on the show. She always tells me that what she doesn't love is the three-hour time difference <laughs> and getting up so early in the morning when she's a night person. So I just want to say that's the part she's resisting. But I think when she gives in, and I only ask her on an emergency when I can host the show, uh, like the day I wanted to attend a health fair and be a part of it or I went through surgery, she knows I'm going to wear her down. <laughs> so she's <laughs> so she yes, gives in. <laughs> well, you and I always that's why. Yeah. <laughs> value you and appreciate you. Beverly, before we go back to you, just one person. He's been wanting to say something since the show started. Our mutual friend, Country Boy. Hello, Brad. Well, good morning, you ladies. How are you guys doing? They're doing <laughs> great. But look, Joyce, you know, I always have a lot to say, and I could take up the whole rest of the day, but I'll see if I can talk real fast if you guys are listening real fast, because I got so many incredible things that I'm just sitting right here, Joyce, just saying like, wow, you know, already my spirit is ready to enter into another zone. It's just absolutely incredible, Joyce, how you have that, how Beverly puts it, the vibrational energy to turn people on. You are the number one talk show host in the world when it comes to empowering people because they say that knowledge is power, and without knowledge, our people will perish. But, see, you empower people not with just your knowledge but your powerful spirit of knowing how to love. It is the greatest gift of all, Joyce, and see certain things 
you can learn and certain things you can be taught and certain things you just have. That's what you have. You have a gift of knowing how to love people. You know, they said in the country, they used to say birds of a feather flock together. Same thing to you, Miss Beverly Nadler. I think that the change is good. I think that you need to do it more often, Joyce, if I may be the first and not the second to suggest that you should step on the other side of the mic sometime. You're not only an awesome, incredible, wonderful storyteller, you're old school, mixing new school. Back in the 8-track days, then they graduated cassettes, then they graduated to CDDs, uh, CDs and DVDs. You need to go ahead and graduate to doing an audio MP3, Joyce, because as I sit and listen to your stories, I had to just go ahead and put my pen down because it's so incredible how you just flow through things that most people struggle through. So it, I just want to say in, in kind of closing, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, because there's no way to really ever thank for somebody for somebody that does something for you that you can't quite repay. I stole your line, but I'm going to say it back to you so you can see how it sounds. You always have cool guests with hot topics. And Lord have mercy, woman, you are a hot topic with cool, cool guests. with cool guests with you this morning. You are truly uniquely designed and crafted, simply one of a kind, Joyce. But the spirit that you have has the power to bless humankind. And every single day that people listen to your show, they're able to walk away with something. I can't say that about radio stations. People listen, but they don't have something to walk away with. And then when you do open up the lines, people always take away that fear of wanting to have something to say. We always want to have something to say. So this is the last thing that I want to say to you in that beautiful uh, guest that you have interviewing you today, please come back, Beverly, and interview this woman again so the world can see how fabulous she really is. But, Joyce, it is truly an honor as well as a privilege just to be able to share and breathe the same air that you breathe. Do you understand that right up there with air is something called love? It is truly the most thing that there's just too little love. But, see, every day that you come People have to understand that love is not love unless you give it away. And that's what you've been able to do. You've been able to take the gift of love and give it away. So I just want to tell you that if you keep doing what you're doing, it's going to come right back to you, Joyce, because they say do unto others before before you even do it before most of the people in the world get up, but we won't call no names. <laughs> do unto others before, before, before they do unto you. The love that you're giving, Joyce, shall come right back to you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you so much, Joyce. And I just want to say that you brought tears to my eyes. I'm very humbled by what you said, by what the others said, but you definitely brought tears to my eyes. And we appreciate your support and that you're a loyal listener, and we love you too. Brad, thank you. Country boy, Brad, thank you so much. What you said was the perfect wrap-up to this show, except for the last thing that we want, and that is the message that you want to leave people with, Joyce. As we close this show, what is it that you want to tell America and the world that's listening? I want to say that what I value, one of the things I value the most is besides the support, my friends, people that genuinely care, 
uh, is the world of miracles. I really am a believer in miracles. We did a great show yesterday, Beverly and I, Life is a Miracle. And so if you're just open to it, uh, that's all that there is to have them show up in your life. So be a believer. Have today be the first day of your life. And if not now, when? That's my parting words. Well, Joyce, it's been a pleasure. Um, I can't tell you how much I really enjoyed this show, and I do look forward to another time. Perhaps um, we do a back-and-forth interview and just chat with each other and let people know more about why we do what we do and uh, some background because there's things about what brought you to this space that you're in, uh, especially the, the story where you were in kindergarten and made that decision. The people begin to see the impact that something can have on them. You get people to think, to think that, wow, to reflect, because that that event really formed your life. And that is remarkable when you can go back and realize that. And I think the the object of this show is just to keep on helping people, supporting them, giving them fun while we do it, and leaving them with a wonderful, wonderful, important message that's meaningful. You are a very special person, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to celebrate your life today. And thank you. You really did a great job. Uh, You know me so well, and uh, we love each other unconditionally. Uh, So I really appreciate all that you do for the show, all that you do for me. And, yes, we'll do something back and forth and do this again sometime because it was fun being on the other side as well. Folks, uh, God bless you all. Have a wonderful day. Celebrate your life. Celebrate your great relationships, your friends, your opportunities, your resources. Let's celebrate together. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop I heard a voice. It was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired by her show and her poetry was just so good you know i want to listen to joyce again and again as joyce would say if not now when he did the mash the joyce barry mash joyce barry mash she is a coaching smash he did the mash you'll catch on in a flash he did the mash the Joyce Barry Mash. Wow. Joyce knows all about having fun. Wow. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. Wow. She's wow. a coaching sensation for not just me or wow. you or her. It's for everyone. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce Barry Mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. 
do the Joyce Barry mash. Wow. <laughs> Have a fantastic day and listen to Joyce Barry and friends. <laughs> So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.